Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Shoes. Which daddy drama are you more excited about for this coming WrestleMania weekend? Dom and Rey Mysterio or Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes with the specter of Dusty hanging over everything? Mm, 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 mm. The Dusty stuff is is a little tense to talk about, I guess. But I've never seen so many people rooting for child abuse like we are rooting for Rey Mysterio <laughs> and Dom. So I'm going to have to say yes. I, I cannot wait. Is this, the, is this the first father? Well, Shane and Vince fought at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Is this the second ever father-son match in WrestleMania history? I guess um, Vince assuming, Hornswoggle was in a WrestleMania match. I don't uh, think it was. I don't uh, think it was. But we I'm love child abuse in WWE, don't we? We love it. I love a good ass-whooping of a child, right? Mm-hmm. And it's great because WWE is such a family-friendly or attempts to be a family-friendly organization that the fact that we just root for ki- people to beat up their kids, it is mm, the only place that this can take place is at WrestleMania. I love it. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm trying to think what the other great father-son dramas, in, like kayfabe father-son dramas in WWE are. There's obviously oh. the Paul Bearer's fatherhood of... Uh, of Kane, you know, I guess, yeah. yeah. It, but they didn't fight, right? Um well, Undertaker killed him, right? Didn't he like put him in like a cement truck? He, he and, did and, kill him. That was yes. he wasn't in the match. That was the no. stipulation of the match. Yes. Um, God, what else? I don't know. Bruno and David San Martino never never had a big match, as far as I know. I could be totally wrong about that. I don't know. We'll have to think this through. There's got to be some. There's got to. I mean, obviously, Stephanie and Vince fought in a big, but that wasn't WrestleMania. Um, I don't know. We'll have to think about this. There's got to be. There's got to be a better answer. Anyway, let's let's just. It's WrestleMania week. Let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. 
I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to And you're listening you're to You're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show The Masked Man Show The Masked Man Show The Masked Man Show Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. I'm in a library, so I'm a little bit quiet right now. Uh, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm ready for LA. I'm ready to get the moving. Uh, it's been a busy ass week, but I will feel so much better this time next week. <laughs> I'll tell you that. With everything yeah. over? With everything over, yes. Like once once our shows are popping, the Wally Mania is popping. Yeah, what's more stressful? The the your role as a producer or your role as a talent? <laughs> Uh, it's equally stressful. It's equally stressful, but definitely the producer, the producer hat is, is, is a lot, especially we got, this year. We got but, Ryan and Ben Cruz and Kerm, all those guys working behind the scenes for us. All we got to do is roll up, you know, yes. like for, as a talent. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Yeah, I'm looking should, forward. I show like, up two minutes ahead of time and I say, well, Brian, what, what, what should I ask? What Cole are we Hogan? talking about? <laughs> <laughs> those are fun. Doing the, the, the on-site interviews at, at like the WrestleManias and the SummerSlams and the Royal Rumbles. Those are hella fun. Love doing those. Mm-hmm. But ooh, let me tell you something. Yeah. Wally Mania is no, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a load to lift, but I got a lot of help and boy, I'll feel so much better this time next week when it's, when it's a success and it's all done and everyone had a great old time. Yeah. Same. But listen, I always stress out before I go, partly because I don't plan before I go. Like I said, like, you know, I have a giant full schedule, all thanks to Ben Cruz and others. But when I'm going for like a week, usually this is just not interesting to anybody, but usually I just like, I don't even start making plans. You know, if I'm going to, you know, Topeka, and I'm like, who do I know in Topeka? I don't even think about that till I'm on the plane. You know, I just yeah. wait till I wait till I'm in route. So now it's just this ambient anxiety. But that's but no one cares about that because the real thing is it's WrestleMania week. We, we're going to go have a ball, man. We're going to hopefully see some of the people listening to this podcast at Tom's on a Thursday at five. That's going to be great. LA Live, everybody, everybody better be there. Uh, and and yeah, we get to talk to a bunch of wrestlers and um, and get to do Wally Mania. Um, that's a, a lot of fun stuff coming up this week. That's of, to say of nothing of two nights in a football stadium watching <sighs> all of our favorite wrestlers perform. I say that, and yet one of our favorite wrestlers, the great Bob Lashley, yes, says that he doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. Now, Ooh. there's been some rumors that there was going to be a night one thing to set up a night two match for him. Now he's been announced for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which is going to be on SmackDown, correct? And he's and now people are theorizing maybe him and LA Knight get into it in that match and set up a match at WrestleMania. I think we, everybody would be totally game for that sort of thing to go down. Um, I mean, all of this is sort of on the backdrop of Bray Wyatt being kind of unavailable for whatever unknown reason at WrestleMania after he had started to set up a sort of lackluster feud with Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the pinnacle of a WrestleMania conversation, but it is the news of the day. What do you think is, what do you think about Lashley's WrestleMania situation? Well, um, it sucks because it seems like it was an unfortunate circumstance of uh, Bray's injury, but um, I'm hearing chatter about a, a possible Randy Orton return also, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think that could be really cool. That dropped you know? Resurrect recording on Thursday, and we missed it. But but it was uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of talk that Randy's going to be back. And thank God he was at his peak. When oh. He left one of his many peaks when he left, and uh, and there was some real concern about whether or not he'd ever actually make it back to the ring. So if he yeah. is indeed coming back, that is uh, that's fantastic news. If he if he does come back, like I, it's just awesome because I feel like right. It was almost poetic, like right when he was like injured, uh, I think they had just celebrated like his 20 year career. And mm-hmm. it's crazy to do that because like he's still so young relatively to yeah. all the other people that were celebrating 20 year anniversaries in WWE or that, that whole OVW class, which is like the 2003 NBA rookie class. It's like Braun, Wade and Mello. Mm-hmm. It's like Batista, Brock, Orton, you know, that's their next 20 years right there. Um, and on top of that, he started to becoming like an unironic favorite, right? Like he's got, he got to the point where he, he got past the point of, oh my God, this guy's been handed everything. Oh my God. Another Randy Orton match. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And now he's, he's, he's put in so much work. He's at the point where it's like, oh damn, now nah, Randy Orton's actually kind of awesome. He's been here forever. He's done everything. So he's, the, he- he's the Carmelo Anthony of this right. <laughs> metaphor or whatever, right? Okay, okay, yeah. Because he, he started off with all this hype, but there was always a little bit of, you know, some of the diehard fans weren't so sure about him. There was and, I, and obviously this would work out better if Melo had like a championship as a as a, the third best guy on a team last year or something like right, that. But, right, he, right. but he's kept plugging and plugging and plugging. And now people are uh, people are in on Melo. Yeah, yeah. And, and same way, the same way, um, not to say that obviously Randy Orton didn't have a shit ton of fans, but there was, it always came with like a weird caveat of him being this, you know, chosen one, golden boy, can't do anything wrong type of thing. And now it's like he's this cool ass old elder statesman that loves to smoke weed and is actually pretty chill instead of like the psychi- the psychopath that he's played like for the past like 20, 15 years. It was like, it was my favorite story for the past like part of the pandemic and after the pandemic, right? It was like, wow, Randy Orton is really this big psychopath for 19 years of his career. He meets Matt Riddle, smokes a little weed, and all of a sudden he's the most chill guy ever and actually mm-hmm. really nice. And it's like, if that's not a relatable last story, I don't know what is, you know? So I'm really hoping uh, for a Randy Orton return, even at either at WrestleMania or uh, Raw after Mania, something this week. It's LA. Even if he just shows up, I, he don't even got to do a whole match. Show up, give, give me the hits, give me a, a couple of RKOs out of nowhere, and I promise you that place is going to go ballistic when they if, if they see him, man. I miss Randy. Miss Randy, man. He's awesome. Yeah, me too. Me too. He's really great. I mean, and, and part of the... Uh, part of what makes Randy really work is two things. One to be used correctly. Right. Yes. I mean, he's, he's a, he's not a single service sort of performer, but like, you know, I was in love with his, when he was with the authority and he was sort of playing a dim bulb, like playing, like leaning into the public perception about him. And then but I think recently in the past, his last, his last big run with Matt Riddle and, and also solo, he, he really started, I don't know. It's sort of like he came into his own. He sort of fully, wrapped his head around what made him so great and and was able to use that. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him back. It will be interesting. Even, even more so than that, like uh I think his partnership with Riddle made him way more affable than he ever been, right? Like Riddle was kind of like this awesomely talented dude, but he's really just like a super fan of Randy Orton at the same yeah. time. So it kind of allowed everybody else to kind of embrace Orton as this like 
yeah, you're kind of evil, and yeah, you might turn on me, but I still love you, bro, because you're fucking awesome, and it's cool. I, I thought I thought it was really I thought it was really dope. So, if, if, as far as Bobby Lashley is concerned, I mean, the LA Knight thing could be cool. Um, if the Andre is on Friday and it sets up something on Saturday or Sunday, I think that could be cool. But I would love a, a Randy Orton sort of uh, something involved with him. We're gonna fantasy book uh, a little bit with the. Um... Uh, surrounding the WrestleMania main event later on in the show. But if I were fantasy booking Bobby Lashley, I think I would leave LA Knight doing whatever Stone Cold Stunner situation is they had him to do. Maybe he was going to be the Randy Orton confrontation. So so you'd have to do something else. But if it were me, I would just do, and you, and it was physically possible, I would do Lashley Orton unannounced and give him 15 minutes and just let people like, get excited about the existence of the match and excited about a second match. I mean, that's, those are two guys who could just go on that stage and have a really, you know, it does a really good job of setting them both up as main guys. Cause they'd just be facing each other, you know? So I got a uh, question, Dave, mm-hmm. of all the spots that you can have on WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. There's the Royal Rumble winner. There's the yeah. champ. Mm-hmm. There's the opener. Which is going to be Cena Theory. Which now, is going to be Cena Theory. For the, the Saturday opener, yeah. And now there is that fourth coveted spot of the surprise return, right, mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Last year was Cody Rhodes. A couple years back, I think it was the Hardy Boys. And those, like, out of no, Stone Cold Steve Austin last year also, like, there's always those surprise returns that aren't advertised, that are impromptu, that I almost think is just as as just as coveted a spot. Taking the stunner, you mean? Not even taking the stunner. I mean, just this, just that, who's it going to be that comes out? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, you, like, mean Sto- you mean Stone Cold in that role, not whoever Stone Cold comes out to face. No, I was saying, like, it, 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 if you could pick a role, like, is is the surprise return at WrestleMania, like, now the third most coveted WrestleMania role? Mm-hmm. Outside of the Royal Rumble winner, the champion, and I guess the opener or yeah, a, a, the main eventer or something. Y- yeah, but we, you know, to what degree that person needs a big moment, I guess, is the question. But it is, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. There's, a, if there's a big active wrestler return, that's big. If it's Stone Cold or The Rock or, you know, The Rock not wrestling a match or The Undertaker coming out and chokeslam, I mean, that's obviously one of the biggest moments of the weekend, yeah. but it's not like I'm, we should, we should break down all the roles because now there's double roles, right? Yes. Like Cena versus Theory will be, will be the night one opener, right? And that's a sort of, it's both a very conscientious spot, like big, you know, all eyeballs on them, spot on them, but it's also a sort of, you know, favor from John Cena. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, make sure everybody's watching when the show kicks off on Mm -hmm. Saturday, right? I actually think if it were me, if I weren't Cody Rhodes and I was booking myself, I would probably, I I might, I might choose the night two opener as the ideal spot because night one, people are going to be into it, but I think at the beginning, they're going to be a little bit guarded, you know, it's like saving the energy for this long two day slog, you know, that we have in front of us. The night two opener, people are going to be ready to just rip off, man. I mean, and that's, it's, if you give them a good show, that's, that's the place to be. Um, You know, you probably don't want to be in the middle of night one, ideally. But if you're, I mean, but all these roles are sort of ambiguous, right? If you want to just, I mean, I think anybody would probably rightfully choose to be in the Sami Zayn role, which is just sort of, you know, the, 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 the underdog, whatever that everybody actually is going to 
act like they wish was in the main event. I mean, that's what who wouldn't want to be in that role. These are all very vague roles. But uh, man, I mean, I just can't even imagine. I can't even. I mean, listen, we we've all had literal dreams of ourselves wrestling match wrestling matches. We we've talked about it on this show. Yes, but I mean. If you, I can't I think even the, imagine I think opener, walking down that aisle for the main event with Cody Rhodes. With he said it's going to be more pyro than the world has ever seen going off. <laughs> I can't wait for He's that. He's probably going to have like 15 weight belts so he can just keep hanging them out to handing them out to kids as he walks <laughs> down the aisle. Every every 20 feet, a different kid gets a belt. It's going to be freaking crazy, man. He Do might you ever, actually fly down to the ring like Homelander. Like they might actually uh, put an actual cape on him. And have him just float to the ring like he was Homelander. I hope so. You remember that cape? Remember the jacket he had in AEW that was like the length of the entire ramp? <laughs> like, it looked like, like a, a wedding. Yeah, a like wedding a wedding dress? train or whatever. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't know how you outdo that. I, I think you, they got to figure it out. They, they you can't have ever, to you can't ever stunt on the pageantry that Cody Rhodes goes for every time, right? Like he definitely like spares no expense when it comes to making sure he looks like the biggest deal fucking possible. Is this a dome stadium or no? I don't even know. Yeah, SoFi's domed. SoFi's domed. So it'll be indoors. That would be cool if the entire interior of the dome fell in and it turned out that it was just the train of Cody's jacket. You know, <laughs> so he's like in the ring. <laughs> Everybody's covered in this white cloth and it's all connected to Cody Rhodes. Like yeah. that, that would be, we're all a part of this whole thing. And um, we're all just like holding it up so it doesn't get dusty. Yeah, exactly. You know no I mean? pun intended. No pun intended. The, <laughs> the, yeah, that would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> It, dang! Did you ever walk the aisle when you were working at WWE? A couple, like of times, not during yeah. the show, obviously, but like no, you- definitely. Like it's 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 definitely very arresting, right? Like in, in rehearsals, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like obviously, sometimes you know, just out of respect for the guys, like a lot of times you you, you try not to either me personally. Um, I, I try not to step on the ring with like my my outside shoes because you know people putting their body on it and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. And even just for out of respect of the uh, for the boys, like I, I I chose usually not to walk down the ramp because it's like that's that's sacred ground. But I definitely I stuck in a few things. Uh, you know, when I was in a rush, sometimes I've had to get to gorilla to the ring in, in a while. And um, yeah, even with nobody in the crowd, it is a very arresting thing to go from this very small, maybe like ten by ten room with you know your bosses and and, and a bunch of computers and screens. And then you go out and it's just a sea of just fucking people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's dope. It's very arresting, but like I definitely try. I definitely, out of respect of, out of respect for the folks who have like legitimately like put their bodies on the line to like walk down that aisle. I just always try to be like, all right, that's, that's them. Don't do that. Uh, As big as a fan as you are, as much as you grew up on this shit, like, you know, have some respect for the guys who actually do this for a living, you know? Yeah, that's important to know. At WrestleMania oh. 31 was the closest. This is not the, the, the uh, everything is going to be couch here. The closest I've ever felt like a kid in a candy store to being on an aisle. I was not in the, not walking down the aisle at all, but I was, I was, um, at WrestleMania 31 in the old, I don't, I think it, I guess that was maybe the, the ringer was going. So I wasn't part of we Rosenberg and I weren't doing cheap eat together, but I was sitting with Rosenberg and I think Greg and dip and, um, definitely Rosenberg dip. And we, but we had to leave early because like, I don't know, we're trying to get out of the stadium or something like that. Okay. So we were, we were going to go watch the last, the end of the main event from like the, the, from the, the, the ramp. I mean, from like the, the exit. 
right? So we're running down the aisle. We're on the floor running backwards to get out, like as the match is going on. And then Rollins comes in to cash in. And so we're going the opposite direction from him, like like 100 feet away from him. You know, we're walking down just the aisle of the freaking floor of the stadium, and he's running down the thing, and we're all, like, turning around trying to see what's happening. Um, but it was serious. It, it felt like this weird mirror, like like Funhouse mirror version of walking down the aisle. And I was just, it was, but that, that moment in general is one of the highest moments of my WrestleMania experience. You know I mean? Like, how oh. cool is that? Gosh, but, um, I was, yeah, yeah, insane. That's like Waters, such Brian, a, Brian, what's your what's your top WrestleMania in person moment, Brian? Oh, oh, last year, uh, before, so you know, I couldn't take the, um, I couldn't have the equipment with me at my seat, mm-hmm. so I went in because we were. Oh, that's when we did the co- the backstage Cody interview. Yeah. So, you, so yeah, so, so you had to come in through all the security and stuff with your stuff, and then leave it backstage. Yeah, I had to leave it backstage. So naturally, I'm seeing. The Miz and the Usos back there, you know, just kind of getting stuff together. I see Rosenberg comes over, he speaks. So then they said, all right, you can go to your seats now. But it's literally 10, 20 minutes before the doors open. So I'm sitting there just taking everything in and I'm like, wow, in a few minutes, like this place is going to be filled. And I'm seeing KO and Stone Cold, you know, just kind of talking at ringside, Mm -hmm. you know, preparing for their match. I'm seeing Bianca and... Um, Becky with Tyson Kidd going over things. And I just remember being like, wow, this is incredible. And then obviously last year going back there and um, there was a point when I was waiting for you to come back. I'm standing there in the room and I'm like standing there with Titus O'Neil and he's just, you know, getting ready. Uh, I guess he he was getting changed, put his suit back on, get ready to go back out there. And I'm just like, wow. And watching Ronda and um, Charlotte's Mm -hmm. match on the screen. So yeah, last year was amazing because of the back because the access. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's it's nuts. Um, I actually was looking at the pictures the other day. I, I don't know if I sent you the pictures of you when I was doing the test camera shots, but mm-hmm. you were just like posing at, yeah. at the with the WrestleMania. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, yeah, we it's 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 pretty nuts, man. The first time I did we they, in thirty two in Dallas, I've told this story before, but we were at the. I was I I I think I was with Stack Guy Greg and we were at the um there's like a little like uh luncheon thing before Mania and we had to get from there to wherever we were or the the, the I don't know what we were, where we were trying to get but one of the PR guys was just like oh I got you come with me and it, like you it was like ten minutes before the doors opened and they just walked us through Arlington Stadium AT and T Stadium and this was right when it opened right I mean mm. relatively speaking and it was mm-hmm. empty. And we just walked through the whole thing. And for a moment, we him, him and I just sat down, you know, in this empty stadium looking at the ring, just like, holy shit, man, this is going to be a weekend. <laughs> and it was, it was, I mean, it's, it's, wow. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. It's going to be a huge week. I can't uh, wait, man. It's 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 usually my favorite week of the year. You know, um, it's just not just you know the amazing moments at you know WWE's been like really kind to us all uh, individually and collectively as a show. So our WrestleMania experiences are definitely a one. But not just that, man. Like all the other wrestling shows going around, happening throughout the, throughout the, um, throughout the weekend, and the Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor is going down. GCW for the culture. Um, I know uh, a lot of FTR is having a live podcast. We're having our stuff. Major Brothers, at, uh, um, Cardona, Myers. I mean, it's like. If you've never been to a, a, a town when a WrestleMania is in town and you're a wrestling fan, it's it's almost I, I'd want to say that it's it's akin to like the NBA Finals or whatever, but it's not. It's 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 more it's more akin to the Super Bowl because it just feels like wrestling takes over the entire city. You know what I mean? Like it's not oh. like. It's not like, you know, when the Super Bowl's in town or the NBA Finals are in town, there's like other NBA games going on or other, you know, football games happening that, you know, uh, can get you excited. But th that's that's the cool thing about uh, this weekend, you know. And on top of that, man, it's in Los Angeles. It's um, it really is like. It really is a weekend that makes you really like happy to kind of do this, you know, and. Uh really makes it like kind of it, it, it's I feel like every year I kind of do a little um I take a little inventory on like where I was last year you know what I mean and mm -hmm. and last year obviously uh Wally Mania just became a father right after that went straight to the final four and it happened so fast I almost feel like I didn't really get to enjoy it as much as I wanted to last year because I was just the mind was in a million different places but Same. then I just think about Years prior to that, where, you know, um, New York, Tampa, New Orleans, Orlando, Dallas, uh, Santa Clara, you think about all those cities and all those moments. And just I just remember my first WrestleMania that I got to, like, cover as a, 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 a guest host, writer, journalist 
was at, when I was at the Source magazine. And this was, I, I want to say, WrestleMania 27 that The Rock was hosting in Atlanta. And I was all the way up in the press box, which is literally, you know, I, I could high five Jesus up there, right? Like, that's how high up I was. But I was just so happy to just be in there and just be like, yo, I watched this in my house growing up with my dad and my mom. All you know what I mean? And it's like I'm here. And I was just so happy just to be in the building and to see, you know, just how much my love for this thing has not what just year, got what year was that? This is WrestleMania twenty seven, I wanna say. This is the Miz yeah, versus John I, Cena. I, I so, was in the press box. I feel, I was in the press box for that one too, but I don't remember seeing you up there. That's so funny. Yeah, we knew each other then. We did. We did. I don't I, know. I, I must have. I, I must have I got some so, food. I got some food. Made my way down to the floor. I uh, see. Know. You were. You did. The, you did the <laughs> smart thing. Every year. Every year after that, though, I started figuring out the jig and and starting to mosey my way down there. And then obviously, uh, WrestleMania 31 was probably my favorite. Like that was WrestleMania 31 was such like a a, a pivotal WrestleMania for me because I was the first year we did the Wally Mania. And that was the year me and Wale was front row, like literally front row, hard camera side, sitting next to the Rocks family, sitting next to the four horsewomen, Shayna and Rhonda, um, watching, you know what I mean, uh, the heist of the century and Seth mm-hmm. Rollins. And I still, I still have it on the shitty Blackberry camera that I had back then. But like, it's so yes. crazy looking back at it now and just being like, yo, this was like the WrestleMania that really really got me in, like really got me back in to be like, okay, this is fucking special. You know what I'm saying? And uh, every year, every, every year since then, it's just gotten crazier and crazier experiences. So I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm excited. I'm happy I get to do the show with you, Dave. I don't, I don't think I get to thank you enough for kind of like bringing me on and and making this whole thing sort of, um, you know, a thing that we can all uh, eat off of and do some really cool cultural work with, with uh, pro wrestling. So, it's it's a great time to kind of reflect and be like, wow, like we're here again, and and, and you know I'm really you excited, can, man. Yeah, I'll take thanks. I'll take all gratitude in in uh in terms of cash envelopes, cash filled envelopes. <laughs> Do you take Zell, sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're doing no, this. We're, shit, we're doing man, this Pennsylvania wedding style, man. We're doing whatever you can, whatever you can afford. Um, real shit, man. I don't I don't get to thank you publicly enough, man, for everything you kind of do with with the Ringer Wrestling feed and and all the you know shows you help put together and just turning this into a destination for not just wrestling fans, but wrestlers themselves. And, um, it's a, a lot of that is thanks to you, man. So bro, I appreciate that, man. Appreciate I appreciate that. that. It man. really means a lot to me. You know, I wake up almost every day and I think like, what can I do today so that Brian waters can afford another replica championship belt? You know, like what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what can I do to keep this train running, man? Um, now, I no, definitely it, appreciate it as well. You know, like last year, just real quick being, you know, backstage and, we was waiting for Cody and Dave just kind of looked at me and was like, ready for this, man? This is so fucking awesome. Yo, and I was, like, first off, I was so happy to see that, by the way, like, because I knew it was your first <laughs> WrestleMania. I'm like, can you imagine this being your first working WrestleMania? And you're not just working it. You're backstage yeah. with like the motherfucker who just blew the house down. You know what I mean? Like doing the, it's 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 been into some incredible experiences we've got to make on this show, man. And I don't know why we gotten so we gotten so uh, reflective just now, but it's you know, <laughs> it's WrestleMania week, man. Everybody's it's, it's, like, I can't wait to hear him talk about Roman Reigns and 
wrestling. Oh, we, Cody we, got, we got a shit ton of shows I, coming so, up this so week. So we talked yeah, about, to get us back on track a little bit, we'll reminisce more as the week goes on. Um, yeah. we, 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 we talked about all the matches that we're going to have. I want to talk a little bit about matches that we're not going to get at WrestleMania. And I don't mean to make this whole thing feel like a downer, but some news came out. I think it was Meltzer. I'll double check this about the original plans for the women's, the two women's titles at WrestleMania that it was supposed to be um, Rhea Ripley versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown title and Bianca Belair versus a returning Charlotte Flair for the Raw title. Which is now, what I thought was going to happen too. Now, uh, there's some, you know, there was some question about whether or not Ronda got hurt, but, but it does seem like the whole thing turned on her request to be put into a tag team with Shayna Baszler, which is, I think in a vacuum, like a really cool move. And there's a lot more fun things you could do with that. And I think that's something most fans can get behind. Um, but then in the, the what, what, what I think matters is the moment after that, where if you take Ronda Rousey out of the equation, WWE made the decision to go with Ripley Flair and Belair Asuka, right? Which are both going to be bangers. I mean, we're both, I'm excited about all those matches. But I remember at the time, when Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble, we all said the money matches Bianca Belair. Let's go with Ripley Belair. You know, mm. the future of the company. This is your whatever, your your uh, Triple your, H rock. You know, yeah. like if this is going to be the feud. These are going to be the icons for a long time or, you know, your, whatever. Your Batista Cena, your Cena mm-hmm. Orton's, that type and, of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and they went the other way with it, which I think has made the whole thing a little bit unclear because I do want to break these down. I think that they're not giving as much time to either of those feuds as they could. I don't think they're wasting a lot of time. They're giving them screen time and there's a lot of other stuff going on. But I think the big issue with them is this is really, really old an old school, old man complaint. But I feel like we don't really know who the baby, the only Bianca Belair is a baby face. The other three of them. I don't really know. I don't don't know. know. And here's the issue. One Charlotte Flair is normally playing baby face. But she, but this side of uh, Paul Bearer, I don't know who the, I don't know who is a less convincing. I mean, a, a baby face, right? I mean, it's like Paul Bearer obviously had his baby face runs. I'm just saying, Charlotte works as a heel, right? Mm-hmm. She can work as a megalomaniac. She can work as a person who thinks she's a baby face, right? She can, and she can, and she can work as a, she can work as a baby face in the right feud. But like the notion of a face turn doesn't really work for her. She's a sort of she's like Roman Reigns in some sense where he's going to be playing this character forever and if the fans are cheering him for a while it's not going to be because he's saying suffering suck and tash suck a tash and kissing babies right we don't need a we don't need a turn um a sidebar did did you see what Ronda Rousey posted on Instagram yesterday I was going to bring that up yeah about the Mm. octogenarians so we should I had to google what the octogenarian meant I was like what is the 80 year olds okay so she says um here let me pull it up right now Imagine what our uh, You Only Live Once, Live Morgan feud could have been if we weren't hamstrung by a bunch of octogenarians who think they know how to be hip while putting less than five minutes of thought into each woman's storyline. The interesting thing about that is I don't know how, I know it's hyperbolic, but I don't know who these octogenarians are besides Vince. Like no (laughs) one is actually that old besides Vince, right? I guess you could say, you know, Pritchard's kind of old, but not really. And he looks young as hell. Got um, gray hair. Triple H. Are we talking about Triple H? Are we talking about Paul Heyman? Who I don't Paul Heyman worked with her directly for all of her storylines, but I can't. But I know she has a good relationship with him, so that's kind of wild. Um, I, it's That part of it is weird. 
Um, I don't know. It kind of, but, feels uh, but like... I think that it's true. I mean, listen, I do think that there's some wisdom to when you have a feud like Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan, something that's not driven by the past six months or six years of pro wrestling history. There's not a huge backstory. It's a thing like we just got, even if it's a placeholder, we got to make this work. I mean, it's not like you got a couple of old hands in the ring, but I still feel like it's a situation where it's like you should, you might be better suited just to say, folks, go out there and do what you want to do. Like you figure this <laughs> out. We have people work, producers work with you, but give people some freedom, you know, because maybe they could have made it really cool. And what's the, what's the downside? You get something like what you got, right. you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird, but I'll be I, honest though. I mean, uh, if I could keep it a stack, I can't say the women's storylines have been greatly explained and thought out outside of like the last week. And all it was was, okay, they finally got physical. But I mean, you won't catch me agreeing with Ronda Rousey as much. But I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. You're talking about the, the matches going heading into WrestleMania. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you're right. I mean, the women's storylines definitely have not gotten the the attention or... I guess the um the special care that the other storylines have gotten, That's true. you know, like I still not we really haven't really seen Bianca and Oscar really get into anything except like some mist in the face and some weird facial mm-hmm. expressions. I mean, Rhea and Charlotte were kind of like circling the waters for several months before they finally well, got physical, and Rhea's been doing a bunch of other stuff with the Judgment the Day. The problem is so. that Rhea's doing all this other stuff, and also right. it like I understand that like in order for the Hell in a Cell match to work in order for for Dom Ray to work. I guess Judgment Day is a has to be like more of a heelish faction than not. I mean, they have to be they have to be pretty purely heels, right? For sure. But in a if it were if they weren't wrestling those matches, if it were just Judgment Day as Judgment Day and everybody's like like super into this Dom storyline on its own, you know, and like whatever else, like Rhea Ripley would be getting the cheers. Like Rhea Ripley is in a position because of her own excellence. That like she would be chosen by the fans as the baby face in this match, right? I mean, she'd be like, and she might still be the one getting the big cheers at WrestleMania. So that part of it, putting her up against Charlotte, I think has a tension that's sort of un unintended, but it's sort of inevitable. And then the same thing with Oscar. I mean, we don't know if you know she was obviously coming to Bianca Belair's defense, you know, for a while. And and there, I like the ambiguity that they built, that they you know put that they built into that. But it they're not stories that. I mean, at least if you there's did stories, but they're not WrestleMania level stories. If, at least like, if you if, did Ripley Belair, the, yeah. the WrestleMania story would be built into it, right? Yeah. I mean, this is these are the two pillars of this division. Do uh, you think the there's? Season. Do you think there's a, a mode of thinking? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody. Do you think that there's a possibility that they're holding off on Bianca Charlotte, Bianca Rhea, because? The main events, the bloodline storylines, Cody Roman, KO, Sammy, and the Usos have taken so much real estate as far as importance in WrestleMania. Listen, you can definitely imagine that conversation taking place. Let's save yeah. these biggest big women's division matches for when we need a main a pay-per-view main event. Right. You know? I almost feel like putting uh, Bianca Charlotte or Bianca Rhea in a match that's not the main event would almost be a disservice to them and lowest the keys. You know and I mean, like that's a, a Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair title match 
main events anywhere on the planet. So does a Bianca. I'm glad that you're talking about. I'm, I'm glad you're you're invoking the flair name as your. I hope that we get a video <laughs> a video of this where while your 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 watch is shining a light in my face. Oh, there's just oh, like the diamonds. Little... The, the diamonds <laughs> are blaring light. In the, um, uh, now I got to keep yeah, it here just so you know to the bling bling. I think I think that I think that it's I think that that's feasible. I think that in general that's a terrible way to make decisions. You know I think yeah, you always put, the, always put your best foot forward, your best match on the card. You, you always do what you could do, but. Because there's um, no guarantee that Bianca and Rhea and Charlotte are all are all healthy this time next year. You know what I mean? Or you know, now, you, I'll, I've always been a proponent of give us the best match you can every single night out because you just you can't take these people's health for granted. We're gonna look at WrestleMania betting odds later this week, but my guess is that Bianca Belair is probably one of the most odds-on favorites for the entire card because I don't mm-hmm. think. I mean, and listen, Oscar could win, and I think that this feels like it potentially could be one of those giant match aew style giant match but it's actually the start of a feud matches you know right uh, so oscar could win who knows i think bianca belair probably in in la at wrestlemania is you know the value of her winning or retaining there probably outweighs whatever story they're telling but yep. um but the the ripley flair one is a really interesting question i think that if i had to bet real money on it i would probably go with charlotte um but the reason that I would go with her is the same reason that I would ar- argue for Rhea Ripley, which is that Rhea Ripley's got this other thing going on, right? Does it, and it makes it, does it make it too weird for the, for the Judgment Day storyline to inject a women's championship into the group shot, you know, and, or just, you know, a, a, a championship that's not, you know, on, around Finn's waist pretty much, you know, mm. or a ta- you know, whatever. Um, but at the same time, man, that it could makes be it look, the, look way badass though, if she's the that, only one well, with also, And also that could be, that could be the path forward, right? Also, Rhea Ripley is is the world champion, and not just Dom, but you know, the other maybe maybe some maybe there are other people in the group that start looking to her as the leader, right? Maybe Priest starts looking at Rhea instead of looking at Finn. And I know mm. there's not a leader in the group, but clearly there's a leader in the group. Maybe this is what causes Finn to eventually split off from the group. You know, there's a lot of things you could do with it, and I do think for the, you know, that it, it would be probably the right move for like the mommy era to 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 begin in earnest you know just put the belt around her waist uh but it is interesting to think about and now we got ronda rousey working a tag match or multi-team tag match that we're still sort of figuring out the rules for and did am i crazy or did did becky lynch tease that she's working night one for her trip for against damage control and might be doing a tag match night two is that did she say something like that i, I didn't see that well ryan will you check happen? on that what it, I'm, I'm, i might be absolutely nuts um but so maybe they're going to figure out a way to get the tag, you know, get a a Baszler Rousey tag match on a night two against the tag champions or something. That would be interesting. But they're maybe, obviously not going to yeah. they're not going to do that with the min- the men's multi tag team match, presumably. So uh, who knows? Or maybe they do. Maybe they put the Usos versus Zayn and Owens on night one. Maybe Zayn and Owens win, and then maybe they defend against you know whoever uh, against Braun and Ricochet on night two. Whoever Beard wins and that, bald. yeah. <laughs> The ball um, and the beard. Uh, yeah, so who who knows? Did you see that picture, by the way, of Cody Rhodes carrying Braun on his shoulders at the house show this weekend? Yeah, I saw his peck screaming as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, Braun, is, Braun is... Um, is he trying to a, do this a week before WrestleMania? So Braun was grinning ear to ear, too. That yeah. was the best part about it. Braun, who has the most like resting sad face of any <laughs> professional wrestler in the history of mankind, was just grinning ear to ear, man. Insane. Um, insane okay 
So Becky said on the Tom, was it Tom Tierman show, that she will be uh, facing damage control. And because she's a tag team champion, she's hoping that she'll defend the titles on night two so that she can be Becky two fights. Oh, okay. So it's a little oh, bit conjectural. Okay. Why would you put that out there? <laughs> oh, my God. Would okay. that help the tag titles? Can you imagine a, a match Becky and Lita versus Ronda and Shayna? I think that'd be awesome. I think anything to, and, and to get the big names in that spot, too. You talked a little bit about the whole weekend um, earlier. We're gonna, I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the entire like pro wrestling schedule for WrestleMania weekend, starting with, I believe, uh, 8 p.m. Wednesday, Pandemonium Pro Wrestling, the best damn thing. Um, I mean, there's like multiple indie cards a night all the way through. And as you say indie, I mean, I'm getting, th- these calendars obviously include the like Impact New Japan Multiverse, like, you know, there's Ring of Honor, Super Guard of Honor. Um, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey is working, I think, 14 matches in the span of three days. Uh, that's an exaggeration, but he's definitely going to be the marathon man that everybody's talking about after this weekend. Uh, there's so much going on. Um, and we're going to get to go to some of that stuff and it's going to be fun. And, you know, this is the only, I mean, we, we all, I'll get out of the weeds, but the only problem with LA for a thing like this is that travel, people, yeah, the, the travel, man. And it's not, travel, it's not just that things are far apart and everything driving takes forever in LA. That's a given, but you also get in these situations where like these out of town promotions come in they're like, you know, they book a venue because the people at the venue are like, oh, yeah, we're in L.A. We promise, you know, and then it's just like two and a half hours. <laughs> Actually, Englewood. Yeah. <laughs> it's way out the way. Um, and the the arena itself is not, I mean, the best WrestleManias, guys, if you're if you're not going to WrestleMania this year and you're planning a WrestleMania trip, you've got to go someday. Wait for a walkable city, man. There is nothing like New Orleans where you can all just walk with the mob mm-hmm. over to the stadium and then you can walk to the basket to the Smoothie King Arena for Raw and all the other stuff. I mean, those are the, the that is WrestleMania weekend. And you get there on if you're lucky enough to be able to like take a week like we do, you get there on Tuesday or Wednesday and you just walk into the streets. Day one, you're like, ah, I'm on a vacation. Day two, yeah. Day two, a couple of a couple of pro wrestling t-shirts start popping up in the back corners of the cafes. <laughs> By day three, it's just small little tufts of wrestling fans walking up and down the street. And then day four, it's like, you can't go in. It, it, they, it's the day two, you walk up to the bar or the, the hotel check-in or whatever, and they're like, are you here for that this wrestling thing you're hearing about? And they're kind of, they're interested to talk about it. By day, by Friday, they don't want to talk about it anymore. They're just like, please tell me you you're regular. <laughs> Dallas perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> that is Dallas. So, yeah. I remember Tuesday last year, it was so quiet that yeah. night. And we went out to eat. And that was the first time I had met Kerm. And so, you know, we went out to eat and um it was just so quiet. And I was like, Dallas is kind of boring. Man, <laughs> that Thursday night between going there and then going to Deep Ellum. I mean, it was wrestling fans everywhere, especially after Wally Mania. Mm-hmm. Got it. One of my lasting memories, the first time I ever covered Romania was it was Miami. And um, and I and I went for the whole week and just got to chill out by the, you know, went to the beach, the pool, like did that whole thing. And the, and WrestleMania weekend at that point was super low-key. WWE didn't have yeah. obviously two nights, and the, even the indie stuff was like nothing. They had the fan I mean, what's it called? The um WrestleFest was like five dollar. Oh yeah. It was like 15 minutes up the beach, you know, at like a different hotel mm-hmm. in like North Beach, North Miami Beach. And, and um it was pretty it was pretty low key, but there weren't enough taxis for the whole thing. I've told the story a million times, but I remember I left my hotel 
had tried to call a car to get up to WrestleMania, and the guy was like, I don't know, man, I would go over to whatever the main drag is and just try to flag one down. I went over, went over there, and <laughs> as far as the eye could see, there were just wrestling fans, like, in their full-on, like, event costumes, like, cosplays and everything, just, like, <laughs> trying to flag down the three taxis that were left in the city. What mm-hmm. a what a, what a town. What a town Miami is. All right, that so. That was the first one I went to, so, yeah, I remember that. We're going to, I, I want to just stipulate now, talking about the weekend, that you, Speedball Mike Bailey is the, is the, preemptive the 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 front the mvp for the weekend front runner going in there's a lot of big shows i think that everybody's excited to see supercard of honor i mean we haven't talked enough about ring of honor but dude that's gonna be a that's gonna be a freaking show man and they and, you know they obviously have a history running that stuff so i mean running that weekend so it's i mean it, that'll be a whole lot of fun um uh, the impact show is going to be absolutely bonkers. The aforementioned Mike Bailey is, is going up against Will Osprey. So, I mean, that's, I mean, what else do you need to know? Um, so there's a lot of fun stuff. Spring break. Oh, I totally forgot about Joey Janela's spring break. Of course. And that's Bailey, Mike Bailey versus v- Vikingo is happening on that show. So, I mean, we, we you're he's get- got a lot of matches too. Vikingo. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. he's, he's going up against, um, Laredo kid the next day on Saturday at, at uh, the gringo loco show. Um, and yeah, there's so much stuff, but let's just talk right now before we get out of here. Let's look at WrestleMania, the actual granddaddy of them all. The granddaddy. Mm-hmm. Give me. Um, oh, wait, we got to do the fantasy booking. Yes. Dang. Okay. I want to know the low key thing you're most excited for about WrestleMania. But first, but first, let's do the fantasy slam. We could do the abbreviated version. How are you splitting up the two championship belts? and not make it feel like a demotion. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns shows up on Monday. Mm-hmm. Still the champion. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he retains. He retains. And he says, I'm done. <laughs> oh. Takes one title off. Takes another title off. Lays him in the middle of the ring. And he said, I beat them all. I've done it all. Anybody who wants to come see me, you can have it. I'm out. Just as he's about to walk out the ring, a ton of people. Cody comes out. Sammy comes out. Everybody who's had something to do with this bloodline story comes out. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. We said we were going to bring the bloodline down. You're not going to go up to your little, you're not going to go to your little fancy planes, hotels, whatever. You're getting out of here by hands and feet only. And then Adam Pierce comes out and he says, oh no, Roman, you're not relinquishing those titles. You're going to defend those titles tonight. The night after WrestleMania in the Crypto.com arena. Mm. And if you think just because you retained in some nefarious way last night against Cody Rhodes, I've been giving you such a, I've been giving you the illest schedule because I know exactly what you mean to this company and what you've been through and what you've been through. But in all honesty, I haven't made you defend these two titles ever. Yeah. So from now on, you will be here on SmackDown and here on Raw defending both titles as a double champion. Of course, Roman's pissed, 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 pissed. And then now he defends against Cody again, loses to Cody, goes up against, uh, I don't know, 
whoever's going to be the universal championship challenger, let's just say for shits and giggles, a heel Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. All right, because I feel like he's 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 turning a little bit heel lately. He retains the universal championship, though. So I think if I think the simple thing is Pierce just saying, "Hey, you did some bullshit at WrestleMania last night, and I've given you a lot of leeway because you were the double champion, but now it's time for you to be a double champion and defend both of these titles, like your brothers did, that you haven't had to do." So he goes and defends them, and he defends the WWE World Championship, and he loses that to Cody. The very next week, he has a matchup against either Drew or Seth, and just when you think he's going to retain or lose that title, he retains it. So you keep Roman Reigns the Universal Champion, but the next day, you have Cody lose. It's a probably terrible pitch. It's probably why. But I, I think I that's really the right direction. Much, I think my I think only issue... I, I was thinking in that way, too. Yeah. The The... Well, so I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but the only thing that gets me on that is Adam Pierce, and I love Scrap Daddy. I think he's a great character. I think he's you know one of the one of the all time legends. I feel like whoever actually takes forces Roman to relinquish the titles mm-hmm. is going to be such an intrinsic part of the storyline. This is one of those moments where it calls for obviously not Vince, but someone of like that. It, it calls for a Vince McMahon moment. You know, like I'm taking the belts off you. I'm in yes. charge here. Right? Yeah. And 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 so we since we we're not going to have him, or presumably not going to have Nick Khan or even Triple H come down and like you know take the belts off of him. Um, here's what I was thinking: there's been a lot of talk. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but a lot of whispers in the margins around WWE right now that all the good stuff in WWE is Paul Heyman related, Paul Heyman adjacent, right? That he's the one sort of pulling the creative strings for a lot of this stuff. What if? The night after WrestleMania, Roman Reigns retains. What if we actually tap into some reality and have Roman Reigns say that I won? It was it was maybe one of the biggest victories of my life, but everybody knows that we, the bloodline, own this company. And I talked to the powers that be, and I had one request, and that was that the man who's the real creative genius in this company be put in that spot. And he and and Paul Heyman gets on screen elevated to general manager, showrunner, whatever you want to call it. And they re- and they they bask in the glory of it all. The the bloodline is finally like the mob has finally taken over the city. Everything's great. And then you start turning you can slow walk it because this is the bloodline. You start turning that screw too. Paul Heyman suddenly flush with all this power and dealing with the insecurity of failure for a second or third or fourth or fifth or whatever time says, you know it's probably best for business is having a separate title on each show. Mm. You know? And then he is the one that takes the belt off Roman Reigns. He's the one that start, that starts making this rule. Well, you got to defend both titles. I don't want to take may take it away, Roman, but you understand we got to make money. And what's best for business is is you know you is someone defending these belts on both nights. And then you can and then all of a sudden Heyman becomes Heyman becomes the power player and becomes the sort of reason that the bloodline splits up. I like that. I like that. I think. Uh... I think that's the only thing that hasn't really been told, right? Like, I feel like after last year, after Roman became double champ, the first thing he said was, I want more gold. And then he went and made the Usos go and get the Raw Tag Team titles, which they did. And it would make all the sense in the world for him to be like, same thing to Solo, same thing to Paul. Time for you to really get going, man. Time for you to get your, you know, Step your game up. 
You know, so maybe they run a maybe they run a hostile takeover of the company mm-hmm. to get Adam Pierce out of there, put Paul Heyman in. I like that. I like that. Once again, Dave, you have. Oh my gosh, have you seen this? What? Oh, I'm just I'm just scrolling through my Twitter <laughs> as we're speaking. Breaking news. What? According to WrestleVotes uh, via Give Me Sport, Triple H has quote unquote approved the design of a new WWE World Championship. Oh my gosh. Waters is Brian Waters is literally just fell over in his chair as we became, like, I want that gif, Brian. I don't care what the social media content you put up. I want that to exist. Oh my god. Brian yes. with two replica belts behind him as he's speaking this. Brian, oh my god. According to the report from WrestleVotes, they said there's a new belt. Don't know for sure if it's getting a new name. I don't know if one of the titles is going away, but there's a new belt that WWE has made and decision makers have approved. Like if they wanted to introduce it on TV tomorrow, they could. Those boxes are checked, end quote. Huh. Mm. Just hope it don't leak. I don't want it to leak. I want the first Mm. time I see it to be on television. Are we getting are we getting winged eagle? Is the winged eagle coming back? <laughs> what if it's that like you know the Triple H meme face of him like with like the real like 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 sour puss look on his face like whatever? <laughs> what if it's just that like <laughs> a gold version of Triple H's face right in the middle oh, of the belt? Gosh, could be, could be, could be. I don't um, know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited though. It could, it's it, it, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's gonna have a giant logo. They've like as much as shit as we talked over the years. That was mm-hmm. a brilliant move to brand every professional sports victory parade as a WWE event. You know, I mean, it's, it's, but it'll be really cool. I mean, maybe not though. They've been making a lot of very old school decisions, you know, a lot of fan service in that direction. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Also, if they split up the belts, I always like the idea of the belts looking different, but it does, Mm -hmm. but it does make it easier to separate them in, in significance in your mind. Right. You know, there's the belt that matters and then there's the other belt, you know, they, and it's it's a different thing. I don't know. It'll be it'll be really interesting, man. I can't wait to see. I, my guess is that I mean, does that make it more likely that Roman Reigns will lose I think or that he likely. will win? I don't know. It kind of makes it seem more likely that it's, it's, if it's it might if be he's gonna have, if, if it's only going to be if they're not going to split up the belt to me. Why? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Who it might knows? be Cody's time, man. Assuming they don't split up the belts as part of the WrestleMania angle, which would be sort of ham-fisted anyway, who does it make more sense to have show up with a new belt on Monday? Cody or Roman Reigns? Probably on its face, Cody. But you could easily write that Roman Reigns bit, you know? Definitely Cody. Definitely Cody. Oof. Okay, well, we'll factor that into our picks when we do them later this week. Um, we're going to have tons of shows this week, by the way, for everybody listening. I think uh, we officially have, like... more than one a day obviously for the rest of the week we have the regular daily shows and then we're going to be doing some interviews we're going to be doing some picks i have a secret bonus pod with a friend of mine coming up and there's going to be lots and lots of content so whether or not you're going to 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 la make sure you block out like 12 hours this week just to listen to our podcast content it's going to be well worth it can't Um, wait all right, before we get out of here, last thing. What is the low-key thing on the WrestleMania card that you're looking forward to the most? What is the 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 thing that might surprise some people that you're looking forward to the most? And Brian, I want an answer from you too. I've Cass, been telling I've been telling people since it was announced, Brock Omas. Brock Omas is about to be fucking awesome. And all the people that shit on the match leading up to it, you're not allowed to say it's awesome when it turns out to be awesome, okay? When Brock and Omos do some cartoonishly hilarious monster shit that could only happen in WrestleMania, the gr- 
I mean, as many times as we've seen freaking Hulk Hogan body slam Andre the Giant, over under at least a million times we're going to see Brock Lesnar F5-ing a seven foot four Omos on that new... <laughs> I think I, I almost think that's the reason why they're doing this. They need a new signature in the beginning of the mm-hmm. WWE uh, show. And as many times as we've seen Andre getting slammed by Hogan, we will see Brock F5-ing Omos for for years and years to come. That's There's a lot of talk about to. Brock's contract situation. There was that, you know, t- there were some rumors a while back that he was saying goodbye after his last appearance to people backstage and whether or not that was a sort of negotiation strategy. It does seem like he's looking for one more year. Like he wants one more year from WWE and then he's going to put himself out to pasture. Um, but I think that the, that match will be a good indication of whatever they have in store for him, right? I mean, if if he's just like... If they're if if they're gonna mutually part ways, which would be a wild decision on both of their both sides, um, you know, maybe we see the big, uh, you know, maybe we see Omos the big swan get, song, get some man. get some F fives in there, you know, let, let him take be. the finisher too. Um, all right, Brian, what's what are you looking forward to the most? <sighs> Hell in the Cell, the fourth yeah. Hell in the Cell match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge and Finn Balor. Edge, is, to be honest with you, has disappointed me um, in a few of his WrestleMania matches. <laughs> I, I think you're gonna say Edge disappointed me as a human being over the past. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, see, like I was an Edge guy, and then he retired. Yeah, he came back. I was excited, and I haven't been like excited since. Besides the match with him and Orton at um Backlash that one year, but I'm really excited for this match. I think that they're going to, you know, really go out there and show out. So that's the one. Yeah, I, that that might have been mine, and then I sort of settled on a non-specific match, which was I'm very excited about. Finn Balor and Gunther and just the way that they come out of WrestleMania because I think both of them are going to come out looking like a trillion bucks. Yeah. Um, they're like every match that's not, and they, this is compliments to the booking department, I guess, but just about every match that's not a high level, like one of the absolute main event matches has such high stakes for somebody in it. You know, mm-hmm. you have like Austin Theory, you have Gunther, Edge, um, there's there i mean obviously the the guys that are in the tag match you know for ko and sammy zane although they're already up there uh there's just so much of the future of the company at stake and i think that's what you really gotta it's good to see wwe you know whether or not it's deliberate focusing on that stuff um anyway well, that's it, man. Uh, everybody go get some rest. We got traveling and, and a lot of other stuff to do. I'm in charge of my social battery all week, man. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's Be get sure it. Be sure to come out oh. and see us all uh, Friday. Or sorry, what's the date? I don't have my stuff in front of me. It's on Thursday, Thursday right? Sorry. Thursday before Wiley Mania at Be 5 sure. p.m. Be sure on Thursday of WrestleMania week. Be sure you come out. Uh, Wiley Mania, is it starts at, doors open at 7 Right. If you don't have your tickets, get your tickets. And before that, right, like 20 feet away um, at Tom's Tom's watch bar in L.A. Live, we're going to have a little meet and greet, you know, just come in, ask them where the nerds are. We'll be there. And (laughs) we're just going to like, you know, high five people and talk to people. And you can give us your best fantasy booking for splitting up the two titles. Do whatever you want to do. We're just there to have a good time. Everybody come out. Uh, We're so, yeah, it's just a fun time to hang. The whole weekend's going to be a fun time to hang, you know. Can't wait. Let's get it. If you see us in in person at the meet and greet or elsewhere, please say hi. Please say hi. We love talking to people that listen to the show. All 18 of you are our best friends in the world. Kaz, you want to get your plugs in? 
You know what it is, Wale Mania. Doors open at 7, kicking it off with the bloodline. DJ Mechdot, Pooh Kid, DJ Money, TJ Banks. Every damn wrestler under the sun is probably going to be there. It's going to be a hell of a party. That's all I got, and I'll see you there. Be sure you listen to all the shows in the Ring of Wrestling Show Network this week. We're Like I said, we're going to have tons of them. Until then, your wrestler of the week is David San Martino. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on, I don't know, tomorrow, humanoids. I don't even know <laughs> when we're going to be back. Just listen. <laughs>